It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It is Wednesday, May 18th, 2022. I'm Shauna. Beckler is still away today. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Of course, the city is just vibrating right now. There are flags everywhere. There are jerseys everywhere. Everybody's showing up all dressed up for the big battle of Alberta that's happening tonight. If you're listening to this podcast post the game, I am so sorry. But honestly, it is a big, big deal for the city. The first battle of Alberta postseason since 1991. Everybody's pretty damn riled up for it. So I'm sorry for the amount of hockey content that is on this podcast today. Uh, I'll try and be a little lesser in the hockey-heavy side of things tomorrow. Although, I mean, it depends on what goes down in the game tonight. i got to be honest. It sucks because start time to this game is 7.30. And I, I know this sounds old. But, I mean, I try and wind down and get to bed by by 8.30. So it actually keeps me awake when these games, especially if they go in overtime. And I think this is going to be a tight series. So I guess I'm expecting just not to sleep for the next little while. It's fine. You know, it's totally worth it for a Battle of Alberta. Coming up, we've got a Calgary Heritage moment, uh, of course, fittingly to do with the Flames and their history. So if you're a big sports fan, you may know this, but a lot of people don't actually know the legacy of the Flames. We also talk about some stats regarding Flames and Edmonton in that. Got some more Vancouver Soft headlines for you. One which is the most random I think I've seen in a long time. I've got some audio from Game 7 that I found. Uh, it was an actual accidental recording that I have that just, oh, it gives me goosebumps. So that'll get you stoked for tonight. I came up with a concept for a new movie that I think would be an absolute hit with millennials. It's a horror movie that I think they would all be aboard for. I have a question about Red Deer and their allegiance to uh, the Flames and, and Oilers. I got attacked by a goose again, which was almost a bad experience, but it turned out uh, not so bad after all, so I'll explain that. But first, Beckler and I have some stakes on the series now with our sister station in Edmonton, so let's start with that. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So with the Battle of Alberta kicking off tonight, Beckler and I have decided to make a friendly bet with our sister station in Edmonton. So Ryder and Lisa, they're the morning show hosts of our sister station out there, and they are, of course, Oilers fans. And Beckler and I are Flames fans. So we've kind of been brainstorming what the punishment for the losing team should be, and I think we've come to an agreement uh, Beckler, by the way, is he's in on this, even though he's away right now. So, Ryder, can you fill everybody in on what the punishment will be on the loser of this series? Okay, so the loser has to go to the winner's town and hold up a sign promoting their show for an entire morning. I mm-hmm. uh, dressed in whatever the winners want. <laughs> yep. And then if it's a sweep, by chance, we're adding to the bet. Mm-hmm. If there's a sweep, then the losers are getting a tattoo. <laughs> So we get to pick whichever tattoo we want? Yeah, and I think the winners get to, like, actually do the tattoo work. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's only if it's a sweep. I'm so down with that because I, uh, I'm i not good with, with any type of artistic device in my fingers. So this will be great. <laughs> like, the tattoo that you're going to get tattooed is just going to look phenomenal. This wow, terrible. the confidence she has that mm-hmm. they're going to sweep. Yeah. So Lisa has agreed to be the one to go down to Calgary and promote your show with a huge sign for yeah. an entire morning. Yeah. And then I would join her if it's a sweep to get the tattoo. So I'm sacrificing a piece of my body. By the sounds of it, you might have to not only be the sign holder, but be the tattoo getter as well. Yes. What's wrong with your co-host? Uh, he doesn't have any tattoos. So his body's a temple. His body is a temple. Yeah, he only puts cheeseburgers in there mostly. No, um, but but yeah, he, uh, he doesn't want to do that with the uh, old tattoo. So okay, 
Well, we're going to make fun of him relentlessly yeah, for the next sucks. couple of weeks. I am committed. I, I am very confident, so I have no issue committing to both of these things. So. <laughs> okay, we well. Well, uh, I'm going to start drawing out some, some good sketches for the tattoo and what I'm going to... What I'm going to put on your body there. Where are we putting the tattoo, by the way? Uh, I was thinking, like, maybe my butt cheek. Oh, because that'll be real nice for Shauna. That's good. You don't have to worry about it, though. Okay. Like, we'll be the ones sweeping. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, bye. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, I've got some Vancouver soft headlines for you. We like to do this when the news here is a little bit harder and we want to read about some softer things going on in the world. You go to Vancouver. There's something about the news there that just, it's always a little bit soft, so... Here we go. Protesters looking to save old growth trees, paint stairs blue, super glues hands to library doors. Well, of course, saving the trees and protesting are two classic Vancouver activities. And to be honest, like, we're talking about protesting and things you can do to take action. I mean, painting the stairs blue, fairly minor, you know, also not good, but it's okay. And then super gluing your hands to library doors, well, I mean, that's kind of just... It, really affecting you more than anybody else, so nice and soft. Next. Suggestive graffiti shocks and concerns community residents. Now, when I first read this, I was expecting that, you know, something racist or derogatory was graffitied on a wall, which would, I mean, that would shock and concern me too, but turns out somebody spray-painted a giant wiener on a wall? Now, again, I understand that too is not good, but of all the things you could draw on a wall, right, I don't... I don't mind a painted schlong. Do you know how many painted schlongs there are painted around the city? I mean, a spray-painted meat stick really seems quite tame in comparison to what could be graffitied, okay? But the community, of course, is concerned, and they're looking for the trouser snake painter as we speak. Last one. Drugs, cash, gold bars seized in B.C. U.S. trafficking probe. Now, this part is fine, right? That's a hard headline, but then it goes on to say this. Hundreds of packages of cannabis edibles granola and vaping products also found so everything else in this are things that you know you would seize normally and then granola is just tossed is there something i don't know about is granola a hot commodity on the on the black market or like hundreds of packages of cannabis edibles granola and thc (gasps) not the granola somebody stole the granola vancouver honestly I mean, I know that stuff's expensive, but really? VNS in 20 minutes or less. Well, with the NBA playoffs underway and, of course, the NHL playoffs well underway, now with the Flames in the second round, I've noticed quite a bit of sports fan snobbery going on. There's always the classic bandwagon jumping accusation. Oh, you're not a real fan. You're just becoming a fan now because they're making the second round. That type of thing. Then there's the people who, you know, claim you're not a real fan unless you do such, such, and such. And... Well, Beckler and I have discussed this type of snobbery before, and I would just like to give a gentle reminder, okay, to not be a sports fan snob. Oh, yes. Well, how many jerseys do you own? I own 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I've been a season's ticket holder since the team was first erected in 1962. Oh, yes. Well, if you're really a fan, who led the team in shooting percentage after the All-Star break in 1997? Hmm? Mm-hmm. Well, my kid has received half a dozen sticks from the team, and he's not even sick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I played in high school, so I think I know a bit more about the sport than you do. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, the team has a restraining order against me ever since I broke into the locker room and sniffed the players' kids. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's weird. You should be less of a fan. <laughs> be true. less of a fan. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So I heard this ad on TV yesterday, and I was in the other room, but it was it was for some horror movie. But when I heard it, it sounded like for a moment they said vibes at one point. And I was just killing myself thinking about the concept of a horror movie called Bad Vibes. You know, like the new age horror movie for the typical Gen Z white girl kind of thing. And so I, when I was thinking about this, got laughing about what this movie might be about, okay? And I, I found some scary horror movie music here and this spooky reverb sound effect. So I figured I'm going to try and make my own trailer for this new age horror movie for millennials, okay? Which I am one of, by the way, so in this, I am I am truly making fun of myself, but here we go. From critically acclaimed director Steven Spielberg, Bad Vibes is shaking the Ugg boots of white girls globally. Brittany was living the perfect blessed life, but all that changed when she dropped her healing crystal in her pumpkin spice latte. Then a force turns on her. Her avocados turn brown supernaturally fast. Her boyfriend ghosts her and she realizes that Mercury is in retrograde. Bad vibes in theaters everywhere. Check your local horoscopes. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Of course, the Battle of Alberta kicks off tonight, and that is all everybody seems to be talking about. And I actually was going through some of the videos and photos and stuff I took from Game 7 on Sunday, and I found a, a video, and it was an accidental video. It's like a pocket v- video, essentially, but it actually captures when the Flames scored at the end of the game, and I just wanted to share this with you because it... It sounds amazing, and it's going to give you goosebumps for what you to expect tonight, because, of course, they're going to win. Also, when TNT kicks off, which, of course, is the classic victory song for the Flames, uh, I actually get goosebumps every time I hear this back. So I just wanted to share it with you. So at the beginning here, it's just an accidental video, and you'll see when it changes. I was just reading a little more about how Prince Charles and Camilla are visiting Canada right now. I was thinking about this. Like, can you imagine being Prince Charles? Like, here you are, next in line to become king, but your mom is going to live to be 193 years old. Okay? Like, she has been queen for so long. Normally, you would take over the throne before being 73 years old. But here we are. Prince Charles is 73, and he is still a prince. We're still calling him Prince Charles. Even the visual of a prince makes you think of somebody much younger, right? Not somebody who is 73 years old. And here he is just hanging out going, all right, you know. I mean, I may get my chance. You know, we'll see, really. Do you, I mean, of course, he's happy that his mom is still living, obviously. But do you ever think there's just a, a little twinge of resentment there? Just like, you know, I, I could be king, but no, instead I'm 73 years old and still under the wings of my mother. I mean, I think you'd have a little bit of that, wouldn't you? Anyway, I uh, I don't wish anything ill upon the queen. Uh, I hope that she does, in fact, live to be 193 years old. She's well on her way. So, Prince Charles, you're just going to have to wait another 100 years or so. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. With the Alberta or Battle of Alberta kicking off tonight, I have a question for you. Who does Red Deer cheer for? 
Like, as a city that is right smack dab in the middle of Edmonton and Calgary, what happens in Red Deer during these games? Is it super intense there? Is the city truly spit, split down the middle between Flames and Oilers fans? Or is there some sort of allegiance? Like, have they picked a side? I have to be honest. I would love to watch a Battle of Alberta game in Red Deer because I think it would be an absolute blast being in a place where the population is actually split on who to root for. Would that not be amazing? Like here, you know, it's mostly Flames fans. You do get a a smattering of Oilers fans for sure. But you know that if you're walking into a bar, you expect most of it to be painted red, right? Well, there, is it actually half and half? Like, are are all the restaurants in Red Deer decorated kind of half orange and blue and half red? If I were a bar owner, I'd probably do it that way. Have different cheering sections for the teams. Kind of like a wedding where the bride's family sits in one section and the groom's in another. Or I wonder if restaurants kind of pit themselves against each other instead. I guess if you're a die-hard Oilers fan and you own a restaurant, you'd probably be like, no, this is the Oilers hub right here. No, Flames is across the street. Do they have battles in the street? Like, I'm just picturing these two these two cheering sides just pitting up against each other everywhere in Red Deer. I, Thinking about this more and more, I, I would love to go and check out a game in Red Deer. I think it would be an absolute blast to go and see a Battle of Alberta right in the middle like that. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was actually just reading that there's a bar that famously is divided down the middle, or at least used to be, I guess, in the last big rival, the last big Battle of Alberta playoffs uh, series, there was a bar that was known to actually divide the room into two with tape. So you could go to one side or the other. See, that's what I'm talking about. How fun would that be? Also, I got a message from somebody saying that there's a strangely large amount of rider fans and rider gear in Red Deer. I was trying to figure out why that might be. Are there a lot of Saskatchewan people who now live in, in Red Deer? Is that why it is? Like, you'd think that the Stampeders would be, or the Elks would be the choice for Red Deer, not the Riders. Although, I mean, the Riders are universal. As Beckler says, they're kind of like cockroaches. They're just, they're everywhere. I, in fact, at the Game 7 game for the Flames on Sunday, saw a Rider jersey. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Where's Waldo when you go to a sporting event, though. It's only a matter of time before you do, in fact, see that rider jersey. So next time you go to a sporting event, whether the game is, is very important, very big, very expensive, does not matter. Somebody will inevitably show up in their rider jersey. Okay? Trust me. Also, play that game in Mexico. You'll always find one there, too. Rider fans, love Mexico. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So I've decided that I need to start wearing a GoPro when I go biking around town because, well, Beckler and I spoke about this the other day, but a a goose jumped out of this bush the other day just as I was passing by on my bike, and I actually had to swerve out of the way, and I nearly pooped myself, and this goose actually scared the bejesus out of me. And then, sure as hell, when I was coming back the other way, the goose did that to a couple other cyclists. I haven't seen this goose since, but I was like, this goose is certainly knowing that if it jumps out at a certain time when this cyclist goes by, it can scare the bejesus out of us. So that's the the evil goose, number one. Then yesterday, I full out got attacked by the ass of goose. So I was biking, and there was this goose in the sky that I don't know if it was trying to fly and was was failing or what was going on, but it was trying to land close to the pathway, and I saw it coming down. But then I think it got blown by a a big gust of wind or something, as it was really windy yesterday. But all of a sudden, it got blown right onto the path as I was passing by, and I actually had to duck out of the way of a goose's ass. I nearly got taken out by goose ass. I'm not even... Like, very close. I just... I wish somebody caught this on camera, because it would have been hilarious. Like, even funnier if I, in fact, was taken out by ass of goose. But either way, 
It was so close that, again, nearly pooped myself. There were a couple cyclists close by when this happened, and all I can hope is that one of them got this on camera, or maybe one of them has a GoPro. I don't know. From now on, though, I will be wearing a GoPro because these incidents need to be captured. Okay. In the meantime, I now understand the origin of the game Duck, Duck, Goose. Because that's exactly what I had to do. Duck out of the way of a goose's app. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. Well, the Calgary Flames are headed to the second round of the playoffs tonight. And in the first time since 1991, they're facing Edmonton for a postseason battle of Alberta. Although, of course, a diehard Flames fan will know the history of the team, many don't know how the Flames' legacy began. So perhaps it's time for a little history lesson. The Calgary Flames actually began as the Atlanta Flames, residing, of course, at that time in Atlanta. So the name Flames has nothing to do with Calgary itself. In fact, the Flames were named after the fire in 1864 that nearly burned down all of Atlanta. The fire occurred during the March of the Sea during the American Civil War. The Atlanta Flames existed for only nine years, and although they made it to the postseason seven of those nine years, their postseason success was bleak, and Tom Cousins, the owner of the team at the time, was facing near bankruptcy, so he was forced to sell. And that's, of course, when a group of Calgary entrepreneurs stepped in. They bought the team with the intention to move it to Calgary, and swiftly thereafter, this became a reality. And Calgary fans took to the team immediately. For the first time in NHL history, in fact, 755 standing room only season's tickets were sold. And a crowd of 7,243 fans were present for the Flames' first game in the old Stampy Corral. The team made it to the postseason every single year in the 80s and then advanced to the Stanley Cup Final twice in those 10 years, both times against the Montreal Canadiens. 1986 was the team's first visit to the Stanley Cup Final and they lost to the Habs in five games. However, in 1989, when the two teams met again, they won in six and became the first visiting team to ever win the Cup on Montreal Forum Ice. In 2004, the team revisited the Stanley Cup Final, beating out three of the top teams in the league before facing Tampa and losing in Game 7. Leafs fans know that pain. Fans rallied behind the team, though, sporting Red Flames jerseys and what became known as the Sea of Red, which of course still remains to this day. Now the Flames, of course, are about to embark in a postseason battle of Alberta. The last time this happened, 1991, after going down 3-1 in the series, the Flames rallied back to force a Game 7 and then lost 5-4 to the Oilers in overtime. The two teams have met a total of five times in the postseason, with Edmonton winning four of those five. Well, that record's about to change in the Flames' favor. Go Flames, go. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.